And I'm checking on down the line. Checking on down, it's feeling fine. Checking on down the ride. Pop, 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 pop. Here we go. <laughs> testing, testing. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, all right. One of these days, I'll get this audio stuff under control. Audio. Actually, I feel like it sounds pretty freaking good. Sounds good to me. I like it. Is it, uh, mine sounds quieter to me. Is that just my headphones? Yeah, I think it's just your headphones. Cool. I can crank the headphones up a little bit if you want me to. No, I mean, I don't care. I just want to make sure you're getting the signal over there. Oh, yeah, I can see. I get virtual, I get visual confirmation of the signal. That's, I figured you were. Are you going to pour me a drink or what? Are we starting? Oh, I don't know. We can start. Is this recording? Uh, that's a good question. Start the recording and I'll start pouring. All right, I'll start recording. You start pouring, and is there something? Is there a way that we usually start these things off? Yeah, you have music you play. Okay. You put in it afterwards. We introduce ourselves. We should probably say the things like that it's not child friendly nor about reptiles. So if you're a child or care about reptiles, stop listening right now and go do something better. I uh, was just wondering how I was going to hold up with this. I've had two and a half hours sleep. Good. Since uh, Wait, are you actually recording? Can I pop this open? Please pop it open. Oh, this who? is actually, this is literally how we started. How did we get that bottle of goodness? Right. What is that bottle of goodness? Yeah, this is Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select from Scott Bolter. Thank you, Scott. You're, Scott you're just, old boy. Scott just had a... His first clutch of super dwarves? Is, is that, that not spectacular or what? That's like his dream for the last three years. At least that's what he calls me about, but that's probably that's probably a reason why he always calls me about that. Yeah. Whew. He bought the last female that I stupidly sold. After I sold that female, I was like, oh, why did I do that? I was retarded. I'm never selling an adult female again. And he got eggs out of it, and they're going to be spectacular. Hey, cheers. Cheers, bro. Scott's a good man. A- anything that makes Scott happy makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this single barrel select tastes like Scott, and that makes me happy. <laughs> you know what? I haven't tasted it. I'm smelling it still, but it I, I can almost smell where you're coming from. Well, I already drank a whole bottle of this by myself because technically you know this story. You drank the whole bottle. By myself. By yourself, without me. And Scott, so you had to buy a second bottle so you could Scott replace the bottle Scott bought. Well, but it's like weird because we're Is this not the exact bottle that he bought? Because I feel like you sent me a picture of something that didn't look anything like this. It is this exact, not the exact bottle, it's the exact liquor. Okay. Same size, same everything. But yeah, Scott bought me this and I was up at his house and I had like carried it all around and... I was like, here, I'll give this to you. Remember this at the show? I was like, I got this liquor from Scott. You live in California, you should take this. You're like, I ain't taking that. So somehow I ended up taking it back to Pittsburgh. Mm. Then it was supposed to come down here to Dallas. I don't recall any moment where you offered to give me a bottle of liquor and I said, I'm not taking that. I don't think that happened. Yeah, it probably didn't happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I held it. So I was supposed up. to be here in Dallas, uh, but I drank it instead. So I had to buy some more. Here in Dallas. Dude, So Dallas. technically, I sponsored it. Thank you, Garrett. Scott, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> getting drunk off of you by myself alone in my office. Dude, I've had about two and a half hours sleep. And the night before that, I had two and a half hours sleep. So I'm just hoping that I can hold it together long enough to make this all all happen. Yeah. I've been think I've been hoping that every hour on the hour this whole day and yesterday. So I think it's working so far, but 
And we got the whiskey. And we're sitting down. Sitting it's down. pretty good. As soon as I sat down, I can feel like blood returning to the areas it should have been all along. Yeah, exactly. And those beds over there look comfy. We are literally in Jesse Johnson's hotel room, and it smells like men in here. It's nice. I could lay down and yeah. We had security listen. come the first night we were here. It's just the two of us sitting here talking about cocoa blocks. Like Jesse was going <laughs> off about cocoa blocks for like three hours up till like four in the morning. He sounds like me when I talk about superdoors on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Shut up! <laughs> security came to the room. <laughs> it was literally just the two of us. This is pretty intense. I'm glad to know that he is that passionate about the the chunky cocoa blocks. <laughs> well, he found a post. Somebody randomly made a post. That was not in any way affiliated, or he didn't even know it was going to happen. And they were like comparing different products to Cocoa Blocks, and they're showing that it, it indeed was chunkier than the rest of them. And he was beside himself that somebody else <laughs> had realized what it was he's been trying to tell people all along, which is that it's, it's the chunkiest substrate on the market. I, I didn't even know that was something we were looking for. I mean, I guess some people are into the chunky ones. <laughs> I held a Gila monster. I go for easy. Yesterday, <laughs> for the first time. That is cool. That was over at Earl Jones' place? Yeah, Earl Jones, dude. Earl yeah. Jones has been the man for this trip so far, dude. Like well, this first I mean, there's a reason for that. Yeah. He's been the man for you for this trip. Earl has been, like, pretty nice to me, <laughs> but he's been, like, walking around, you know, I don't know, dabbing your face with makeup and stuff, keeping you looking beautiful and sharp and... 30 pounds of chocolate later for fajitas. <laughs> Do you care to fill us in about this? Okay. Two two months ago. Th- one thing before we get into this story, I'd like to mention that this is the first time that this podcast is going to go out before any of the vlogs and videos that I released that happened around the time of this podcast. The podcast is going li- literally the day after tomorrow from filming. It's going up or from recording. So you guys are almost live almost virtually live more live than even you can almost smell the jesse johnson you can almost taste the scott bolter (laughs) so a couple months ago earl reached out to me and he said that there was a young girl that he'd been in contact with and working with her family and he shared the story about this girl she she had uh she's at 10 years old she had uh surgery heart surgery to fix a 15 millimeter or so hole that was in her heart and um, and aside from that, the other thing that was interesting about this girl is that apparently I was her favorite person on YouTube for reptiles. I think you, the way he put it to me is that you were her favorite person on the planet Earth. <laughs> so, so he asked, so he said, he asked me if I was coming to this show because her birthday was like the day before yesterday, mm-hmm. and as a birthday pre- surprise for her to, to meet me, he was asking if that would be a possibility, and I was like. I've planned to come to the show already, and even if I wasn't, I, if there's a girl like that that wants to meet me, then yes, I'm going to come to the show, and we will make that happen because that sounds awesome to me. Like that's for sure. So, um, the other thing about this girl, so I met her, obviously. Can we in. know what her name is? Gracie. Gracie. Thank you. Hi, Gracie. Gracie, and that she's... was Garrett throwing your name out there, just so you know. <laughs> Gra- Brian was just talking about himself <laughs> with you in the story. Well, she's. A, a delightful i mean she's a bright light of a soul of a, of a of a human being dude and she just like so we walked in the room like her uh earl's uh stepson held the camera as we walked to the restaurant and she didn't know i was coming and she like the look on her face when she when i walked around the corner was priceless dude is that gonna be on his channel lone star reptile it'll or? be on it'll be on the vlog channel 
my, oh, my, my, your, my vlog the channel. The Brian yeah. Cusco one. Right. Yeah. So I want to see that reaction. Yeah. And uh, and she just, and I was nervous because I always, I always, you know, you don't, you want to live up to people's expectations, which is almost virtually impossible. No, I, always, I don't. That's why, well, all my vlogs. That's why been, I do this podcast. <laughs> all the vlogs <laughs> I've been putting out recently have been like, Almost in the back of my mind, subliminally, I'm, I feel like I'm thinking, like, how many people did I get to unsubscribe with this video? Like, I want to keep people's expectations low because I don't want to disappoint people. I, my, so that's why I was nervous to meet her because she's like, I'm, I'm her favorite person on the planet. I'm I can't possibly live up to For that. all of our listeners who are listening to this right now, I never understood why you would listen to this until right now. As Brian is talking, I see a glimmer in his eye and I realize listening to us on this podcast makes you guys feel better about yourselves in comparison to what r ridiculous garbage we come up with on this podcast. You're like, these guys are ridiculous and they're podcasting it. <laughs> I feel so good about myself. Hey, you <laughs> know, I just melt away when I listen to the absurdity of honestly, Garrett and Brian. Honestly, that is one of the goals between any, any kind of content <laughs> I put out publicly is to help people feel better about themselves, if, if, even if it's my expense, especially if it's my expense. That's even better. That's the best kind. So anyway, this girl lit up my weekend. I know meeting me for her, they kept telling me it was like I've made her weekend, made her year. But I would say it was equally for me. She was so such a bright light and such a kind soul. And she wants to be a, an exotic reptile vet. That's what she wants to do. And uh, she seems pretty driven. We went around the show, did a video with her, like holding animals she's never held before. And she has this natural ability to... Um, hold the animals like the way she's holding them and letting them crawl through her hands and doing it's very intuitive all she's these very animals confident, very, very confident very confident at the same yes, time yes yeah so i really am hardcore on team gracie not just because she was hardcore team cusco but because after meeting her she's i want her to fulfill her dreams that we need more people that are exotic reptile vets who are also keepers she does keep snakes she got one from her she's got a snake from you <laughs> see i was just waiting for the part of the story where it can be like Brian makes her a day, makes her show, makes her year just by showing up. And she is like, Brian. And meanwhile, little Garrett over here sent her a super dwarf because that's what she wanted for a super dwarf. I show up and she's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm talking to Brian right now. Can you go away? I've also, um, I've, I've cried. I'm about, just kidding. I've crazy. cried about 10 times in the last 24 hours telling people about this girl because yeah. She had that hard thing, but also currently she has something going on in her brain. Yeah, um, she's she's a trooper, man. Yeah, and uh, they're the doctors. We're, we're, we she talked to Chase, as we know. You guys don't know um, mm -hmm. Chase um, Patton, who's JKR J Justin Gavilka's facility manager. Most he, people, they many were people both know. at his birth at her birthday. As right, well. right. There, yeah, there was Justin a bunch of people. A bunch of people came over to Earl's house. Yeah, there's a whole crew over there. Ton Jones. I mean, there was a his. It was a full house. Um, but he so obviously Chase went through that. If you guys know Chase's story, he had a brain tumor recently and went through all the process and treatment. And he's he's recovering and he's doing good. And so he's going to reach out to his doctor and get in a second set of opinion for her so they can move forward. Because right now her doctors are just kind of sitting on it, like say we're going to wait and see what happens type of thing. And she's like having fainting spells right now and like yeah, jeez. I don't know. I just want I want to see this girl. I want to see her fulfill her, her dreams because she's an awesome person and. Because it's something our community needs is more people who are, are exotic reptile vets who are also passionate about keeping animals and not just going to school for it and learning about the animals through books and becoming a doctor, but also actively keeping because that's like the ultimate 
like combo for an exotic vet is somebody who's an active keeper and spends time with the animals and learns them on a day-to-day basis you know caring for them as pets yeah i feel like there's a shortage of that in in our field hobby industry life yeah, universe no for sure you know something comes up i was just joking around about being all jealous because she's in love with you and i was like wait i was the one that gave you the snake this dude just showed up <laughs> you know what i mean and he was coming anyway i mean come on so I'm glad you had this life experience changing whatever with this girl that I've invested so much in. But, <clears throat> I mean, no, that's cool. It's cool. It's all cool. Um, but, no, in, in all seriousness, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I know that I do this. Like, if you see somebody like, you know, Gracie, she's been through a lot. She she has a, a great uh, story to share, and she's very inspirational. Especially, I, I can imagine, like, you don't know who watches these things that we put out. So there could be somebody else that's going through that that doesn't have the hope and the support, but they can kind of see that stuff. And then I think sometimes there's people who are like, well, what's this? Do you know?" So this girl gets Brian Cusco and Justin Kabilka and Tun Jones and all this stuff coming to her birthday party. Like, I don't know. I'm a fan of these guys. How come I don't ever get any attention? You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's, it's funny... Um, you and I both have been accused of this. Like we're at a reptile show, 20,000 people coming through. Somebody comes there to see us and we don't, we're, we're talking to so many people that we don't give them, whether it's the, the right amount of eye contact, or we didn't shake their hand or we didn't listen to their story enough or whatever. And it, it's not intentional. You're not trying to like blow anybody off. We actually come to these things to try to meet as many people and talk and share as much as possible. It's just only you know so uh so much you can do but um but yet both people have said about both of us like oh i met that guy in person he's a douchebag or something like that and i wish it was possible to do more things like obviously earl is doing a ton for gracie and he is like extending and overextending himself to bless her because it, it is a blessing to him in his own life and I, you know, I wish he could do it for everyone, but it reminds me of the old starfish story with the kid on the beach. You ever hear this one? Uh, maybe if you say it, I might find it. I don't know it off by starfish. I don't know it. Well, the star, the, the story is there's a, a young kid. He goes to this beach in Mexico, and there's some kind of starfish thing going on, migration or whatever, and the, the tides get rough, and there it washes thousands upon thousands of starfish up on the beach with every wave that goes by, and they're drying out, and they're dying. And there's a little kid that runs out there, and every wave that washes up a thousand starfish, he grabs a couple and he throws them back in. And he runs back, and the wave comes, he throws a couple more in. And, and an older guy is watching this, and he comes up to him, and he says, Son, you know, don't you realize for every starfish that you throw in, a thousand more wash up on the beach? Because ultimately, you're, you're, you know, spending so much effort over here, and it doesn't matter in the end, because so many, like, it's hopeless. They're all going to die. And the, the little boy picks up a starfish and he says, well, it matters to this one. And he throws it in. He picks up another one and says, it matters to this one. And he throws it in. And it's perspective, isn't it? You know what I mean? I think that's why people like Gracie are so inspirational to us because it takes us from the perspective of being the man, saying it doesn't matter, to the boy saying it matters to this one. And I'm going to do what I can when I can. That's all any of us can do, right? 
Wow, this podcast got deep and sad fast. You look yeah. like you're gonna cry right now. I am. Stop it. <laughs> that, that's a good. That's a good one. I do remember that story. And yeah, that's uh, it's good to be that little boy. I like being. I like to feel like that little boy. You know, because if you if the old grumpy man who says it doesn't matter, then then it doesn't matter. And then if it doesn't matter, then to me that's that's sad, because things do can matter you can have the perspective i've had that perspective where nothing matters i've I've had the fuck it attitude where nothing matters sure like i've been there mm-hmm. it's it's all diff- different perspectives i the nice thing about being a human in this world is we have the ability to change our perspective at will almost like you if you have a strong enough mind you can change your perspective at any given moment and you can be the old man who doesn't give a shit or you can be the kid who really cares enough to be like make as small a different or as much a difference as possible even if it ends up being the smallest difference Right. And you can be either of those at any given moment. Right. Yep. I think so. It's powerful. It's a powerful thing to know that you have that power to make that change and be what either one of those people. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into the segment of where we dive deep into the shallow end. You've kind <laughs> of already perfect. been doing yeah, this, this is right perfect. now. Yes, good timing. Right, drink up, drink up. I'm gonna read my little thoughts that I have over here that I, you know, put down on my little iPhone notes as, as we do these podcast things. And by the way, guys, uh, jump on on Facebook. There's a searchable as reptiles community where we can hear back from you guys. It's it's kind of uh, admin and run by uh, our buddy Matt Bernardin, so um, he can. Uh, you know, he he shoots us little updates and things like that, and and you guys can shape the way the podcast goes to an extent. I mean, ultimately, neither Brian or I can control the <laughs> direction that the podcast goes. So good luck to you. But it's a constant battle between <laughs> constant battle between you try and talk about this and me try and talk about that. And yeah, yeah. Now yep. this one, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of uh, not pushing back against each other too much. So oh, I'd be nice here talking about Gracie. I can't be. I try to be a jerk in the beginning, and then I just felt bad and let you go so (laughs) all right so here it is the ddse um that's what i'm calling the dive deep in the shallow end okay all right so i think a lot of times and this actually does kind of tie in coincidentally to what we were talking about but the best and most beautiful things in life are fragile and fleeting so you think about something like a sunrise or a flower you know what i mean yep um and I think that includes humans. It's something about our mortality oh, we're very, is beautiful. We're very fleeting. Yeah, right. Um, you know, there's actually a Bible verse that says, man at his best is butt vapor. <laughs> Shut the... F- a Bible Shut verse that says front. butt viper? But, butt vapor? Butt, butt vapor. <laughs> but, yeah, man at his we're best playing, is We're butt. playing phone tag. It's butt yeah. viper. No, he said, he said <laughs> what viper? No, butt wiper? <laughs> I, I think butt viper is a good one. <laughs> That sounds like whatever this room smells like. Aren't you, are you staying in here with Jesse, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that, make, that explains it. By the way, there are two beds in here. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say, butt viper. <laughs> so here's the thought. If that includes humans, then why do we spend so much effort trying to be strong, trying to look good, you know, leave a good impression or make people think better of us if the most beautiful things are the vulnerable ones. Hmm. What's up with that? My turn to drink. It's a balance, I suppose. It that's a that's a very tough question. It's supposed to supposed to be shallow in, but it's making me feel even deeper. I don't think I can get any deeper than we've already gotten thus far. Yeah, that wasn't very shallow. Yeah. It was kind of deep. That was not shallow end. at all. Um 
I'm sorry, guys. Are we supposed we're, to, wait, are we supposed to dive in deep in the shallow? That was a, that we're was a deep nope. subject. I'm supposed to like try and bring that I, to the shallow end. I don't I know. Don't... I, just, I just thought of it shallowly, and it turned out to be deep. Huh. Well, I mean, ego. It all it's ego. Why why do we try to be strong? Yeah. And and make ourselves stronger and be strong. It's ego and ego. We talked about this on the last podcast. Last podcast. Last <laughs> podcast. A little bit. I'm gonna hold it together here. But, and and that's what it is. It's a survival tactic. We we know it's fleeting, so we want to be strong. To but f- you're making yourself ugly. Nobody cares. How are you making yourself ugly? Well, yourself if it's stronger? beautiful to be vulnerable, and people swarm around those things and they protect them. But it's also beautiful to be strong. There's beauty in both vulnerability and strength. And sometimes strength means allowing yourself to be vulnerable being strong enough to be vulnerable to allow things to happen to you to that can help strengthen you again and make you even stronger than you were before the moment that you had the strength to allow yourself to be vulnerable to a moment instead of guarding yourself and letting your ego get in the way of a potential moment that could make you stronger but you'd have to be vulnerable first for that moment that's does that sound like complete bullshit I was just going to ask our listeners if they could follow any of it because it sounded good, but I I can't follow your your. It's a you it's a balance. little circular. It's, it's a circular balance. It's a circular balance. It supports itself. The vulnerability and the strength go hand in hand, just like light and dark. Uh, it's a balance. It's a contrast. It's a combo. You so can't have one like, without the other. It's kind of like humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I'm super good at that, by the way. <laughs> uh, funny, I am so good at humility, Brian. The funny thing is, is you do like to make like, like you're not like like you do have confidence. You do have confidence. That's that's an, an attractive no. quality. But <laughs> you are definitely confident. <laughs> but you are also as much as you like to make fun about the about the fact that maybe you're not as humble as Whoa, possible. Jesse Johnson is here. He was what? calling me, but I didn't answer because I'm podcasting. Oh, you guys are way too All right, come over here. You're our fi- first official guest. Just say hello. 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 Jesse What's Johnson, up, everybody? everybody. Here we go. Right. You're, the, you're officially the first voice. People in the world. Love you guys. Love you too, bro. I don't think they can hear him, but. Okay. Yeah. Jesse say he loves us. He's going to the bathroom to uh, oh, help Forrest add Fanning to the butt viper. The, b- <laughs> <laughs> the butt vapor is. <laughs> More butt vapor coming in the room. Great. <laughs> <laughs> What were you saying? Something nice about me? Continue. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, basically, <laughs> you, you you like to act like you you like to make this this fun of yourself. Like it's this weird triple double thing where you you pretend triple like threat. pretend like you're not humble by saying I'm super humble. But there is a good there's a good as confident as you are and as as much ego that you do have. Here it comes. Everybody push record. <laughs> 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 you are you do have a lot of humility for somebody that's as confident as you yes. are you do have a lot of humility if you didn't you wouldn't be talking to as many people as you were and being as open to you wouldn't be talking to me right now if you didn't have any humility because i never mind i'm not i'm, I'm talking good about you i'm not going to cut myself down anymore <laughs> my last podcast entries my last vlog entries have been me trying to kind of cut down on myself a little bit more just because i don't want to you have reached the final stage of true humility, Grasshopper. <laughs> Do not think less of yourself. <laughs> you must think 
of yourself less. Is that like uh, Kung Fu Panda? I I don't know. I had vegan food for lunch. I think it's coming out in weird ways. <laughs> I had the same vegan food for lunch. We've consumed v- probably almost the same thing today. So I, I think that's why we're kind of gelling today. We've consumed. Cheers. To that, I'd like to um, add that I'm still throwing this out there. That sometime in the future, I'd like to continue this trend of ingesting similar things when we <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just going to leave it at that. I'm not eating magic mushrooms with you on this podcast, Brian. What was that? Okay, searchable as reptiles community. What's wrong with you? I'm over here trying to throw out some nice like Bible verses about butt vapor and stuff. And yes, you can look it up. It's a real thing. And and everybody is peer pressuring me, it seems like, to eat magic mushrooms and podcast. Why is it? What? What? Jesse Johnson saying it's a genius idea. Oh my gosh, the world is against me. Why does everyone? Do you remember at Carpet Fest at your house, Brandon Wheeler was like, "My number one goal for this Carpet Fest is to Garrett get Garrett Hartle so freaking drunk. I just want him to see him be absurdly unprofessional." Mushrooms are the opposite of drunk. They make you extra professional. Extra professional, super professional. Well, maybe not. Hold on, let me get ahead of myself here. <laughs> There are theories out there that a lot of the Bible stories um, come from psilocybin, that the, the, the spiritual experiences that people have experienced came from psilocybin. There's a theory out there that the, the sacred cow, people following cows around, you know, the, the Hindu you know, the following cows, not even eating them, just and to the point of starvation, but still not eating the cows, the most delicious animals on the planet. <laughs> Because they're so sacred, because the magic mushrooms come out of their butt. Speaking of butt vapor, <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> uh, so some people say that that magic mushrooms are. Actually, I'm not. I'm not like you know. I, I'm open to all theories and ideas and and you know hypotheses about magic mushrooms and Jesus and all these things that what might coincide together. You're open to butt. I'm vipers. open to a lot of shit. That's why some people. <laughs> yeah. That's why some people are like no. This guy's too crazy. I can't handle this. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I'm just actually excited. I think this is the first podcast where it's like Brian and Garrett instead of like Brian and the Frog because it's Sunday night. My voice is gone. I'm asleep like it laying in your father-in-law's truck bed or something like that. Exhausted. We're, this is like, we're, what time is it right now? It's it's 5.20 in the afternoon. What time does the auction start? You got to go to the auction. That's why I came up here. What time does the auction start? Oh, that was good. The auction does not start now. When does it start? He said sick Jesse is. No, when does the auction interrupt. start bidding? 6.30. Okay. It's 5. Shh. This guy Six. always tries to make things earlier than they are. Yeah. This guy always He's tries to say, we we're going to set up at 7 a.m. tomorrow, guys. Seats, Friday morning, 7 a.m., be at the show. We're going to set up. Here goes Nino. I'm just going to come sit on your lap, Jesse. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Where were we? Brian and the Frog. You're the frog? <laughs> Normally, yeah. I only have a mildly lost voice right now. That's kind of that's kind of a nice thing about this Texas show versus versus Tinley or versus Anaheim. There there are it's not as big. Well, you can you can like stay on top of it a little more. You can actually see the people you want to see. You can walk around and check out all the booths. You can get some stuff done. Whereas Tinley, you're just like, Whoa, that was crazy and now it's over. You know what I mean? You're you're just you you lost control from the moment you show up. I mean, it's chaos trying to set your booth up and doesn't stop until Sunday night. 
That's what I mean. Even on five hours sleep in the last two days, I'm my voice is like I still got plenty of voice. Get more refreshed. Yeah, like we can go sing some Slayer right now, and I still be good. Oh man, for those of you guys who follow on my YouTube channel, you'll know Aiden, my employee. Um, I that wanted- sounds like a Slayer incident right there. Like you put some Slayer music to that incident. What what happened to him? I figured I feel like it would mesh real well. Yeah. By the way, uh, Jason Bigler, quick rabbit trail before I get back to Aiden. Jason Bigler came over and he's like really into. He saw all my Slayer locality retakes and I was like, well, you know, technically it's like Slayer. And then he's like, no, Slayer, the most metal of the localities. So we kept we have we always say, yeah, the Slayer, <laughs> Slayer Tiger. We throw up the hand signal. But at any rate, um, no, Aiden actually. Uh, called me the other day and you know while i was here in dallas at the show and said hey garrett i don't think i'm gonna be at work on monday and uh you know i was like are you sick or something no he's crossing the street and the kid got hit by a car and it shattered his pelvis he had to go to the hospital to get surgery and get pins and you know everything all screwed back together and so freaking crazy so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a long recovery time. And the, the thing I'm concerned about, I mean, you know, like from my perspective, business perspective, I got to do something because I got like a million babies hatching right now. This is the time of year I need help the most. But actually, the big concern for those of, that have been following on Reach Out Reptiles YouTube channels and watch the the ones with Aiden in them. He's a big part of the, the videos actually happening. He was He, he you pushes took a, You it. took a long break. Yeah. And he pushed it back to happen again. Right, right, right. Well, it was I wasn't intentionally not doing it. He was just like, get off your lazy duff, and he films a lot and does helps with a lot of editing and stuff. But um, the big thing is his like lifelong dream is to meet, kind of like Gracie, got to meet you and stuff. He... He's been kind of interacting with people in the reptile industry just through being on our YouTube channel and talking to people on Instagram. They'll follow him on his thing. But he's always wanted to go to Tinley, and he did not get to go in October because he was 17. Well, he's turned 18 since then. His birthday's in November, and he's been talking about it nonstop, how excited he is to go on a a cross-country trip, reptile trip, Stopping at Forrest Fanning's place, you know what I mean? Cruising up to Tinley, vending a show, seeing all his favorite pet tubers and meeting all the famous breeders and stuff like that. And, I mean, he's just been like a kid in the candy shop. And now we're a month away from that. And I think the prospect of him taking a nine-hour car ride with a broken pelvis and then, I mean, even if he sat in a chair all weekend or something like that, that's that's a freaking rough trip. So... I'm feeling for him because he's either going to be in physical agony all weekend and get to go or not go and be in emotional agony because he's been waiting for literally for a year since he's he's been working here almost a year because he started right around Tinley in March last year. So, hmm. Emotional agony versus physical agony. That that's a that's a tough choice. Sometimes I mean you don't really get to choose those things often. I mean, you know but what he I has the choice. Do. You know what yeah, I would yeah, do. Yeah, you would take the physical agony over emotional agony all day long. That's it. Yeah, I know that. But hmm, what would what do you know? Do you have an idea what he would choose? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it depends on like I don't know how really how bad it is. He's just telling me the stuff over the phone. I haven't seen him yet. Well, My l- wife and kids luckily, are going to visit him in the hospital. Luckily, he's young. Luckily, he's alive. Well, yeah. Getting hit by a vehicle, you know, many people die from that. Right. Um, luckily, he's Glad young. to have you, Aiden. Yeah, luckily, you're, he's still young, 
So, you know, he's still got yeah, I think the healing power. I told there. him that, too. I said, you know, do your physical therapy even when it hurts and stuff. I mean, I've broken my share of bones and had my share of put-back-togetherness. But I said, you know, get that stuff. Get back to 100% now because it'll stick with you for life. But if you get back to 80% now, you're going to really regret it, that injury, when you're 30, 40, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. Tinley, he really had his hopes up for that. I don't know how... I don't think he can drive with us. It wouldn't be easy. To, I I just don't know how to get him there. I'd really like to see him get there. Yeah. Well, I've had my share of injuries from the young. It does start to hit you in your thirties and forties, yeah. especially when you keep doing the shit you're doing when you're like eighteen you, and you don't falling off back skateboards. You, know, you don't ba- bounce back as fast as you used to. Right. But so. well, either way, Aiden, if you're listening, I'll see you. Because <laughs> it's well, no, it's March Tinley. Never mind. This is March Tinley now. I'm not coming to your house. You're not gonna see him this time. He'll have to wait till October again. Unless someone in to, Pittsburgh. What are you, why wants are you pouring out that? Why are you pouring out that plastic cup? Oh, you're gonna pass some whiskey off to the, to the other, the gentleman. Jesse was feeling left out, and it's his birthday, and he wanted to try some of this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get him some right now. Cheers, buddy. Hey. It's an exclusive podcast, but we're all inclusive here. Oh, no. Here's this this, this other guy over here. He's going to get some. It's Danny. Too. What's up, Danny? What's up, man? We met yesterday. I was giving him a hard time. I was telling him he should wear a small shirt so that he can make Freedom Breeder look better with all his muscles. <laughs> go, you can draw a certain kind of crowd to the booth. Uh, I, I like the that entire crowd. homosexual community in Dallas has freedom breeder booths. What's up with this? <laughs> we got a new demographic, fellas. <laughs> oh, he's going for it right now. <laughs> oh man, we're getting naked in here. That's why it smells like dudes. Oh my gosh. Hey, I want to ask you, how's your band thing doing? I don't watch your YouTube videos anymore. I'm a I'm a one. I'm a one-man band now. Here, um, oh, pour me some of that too. That didn't last very long. It, it lasted for there was a there was a moment when it uh we, I stopped playing with them for a bit because I felt bad because I was too busy. I couldn't make it to a lot of the dates because of shows and and all my responsibilities as a father. Going, yeah. So the band the band that I've been playing with for the past few years, off and on, these guys are younger dudes. They're you know like just still in college. No kids. One of them even still lives at home. So they they're going through what I went through when I was touring as a musician. As what are you looking at? What are you coming over here? This is my section. You don't fuck with my section. I didn't touch it. I did. I just wanted to see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, these guys are they, you know they're going through. And I I want I love playing with them. They're awesome to play with. Like I love playing music with all kinds of people. And they're playing shows, playing live. But they just. Uh, they're going through their own thing, as many bands do. The lead singer and the drummer. Sorry, I'm the drummer. The lead singer and the bass player. Having they're the, the founders of the band, and they're having no issues between each other and feeling like responsibilities and all these things that I've been through in a band. Yeah. Already, like going, and I don't have time for that. So like, did I've they got dissolve? Kids, did I've they got all dissolve, or business. did you just bounce? And they're working it out. Well, the bass player tried to like break up with the band via text message, and I was like, you know what, dude? I told you, and I tried to have conversations with him time and time again about, I don't, I'm, I'm here to play for fun. Like I've gone through the band as a work life, and like turned it into that, and made it into this thing. We're trying to make it a, a, you know, work life thing. And I was like, no, I, if you, if it's gonna be drama, I, you can count me out. Like I'll play, 
I love playing. I will come and play for fun. Any shows you guys have booked, I will come and play. Uh, but if it's going to be drama and you're going to try to drag me to that, you can just count me out. And so when he did some kind of text message breakup with the entire band because he felt like people weren't pushing enough on the social media aspect, and when he's and this is the guy that's living at home with his parents, you know, not having hardly any responsibility at all, bitching about this, I was like, and he broke up via text message. And I was like, just count, just okay, I'm sorry, okay, you broke up with the band, sorry, I'm done. That that's metal. <laughs> but but <laughs> I would go back and play with those guys anytime. Because yeah. I, lo- I love them, and I, the music is great, and I really enjoy playing with them. But I, I just won't put up with the drama. And that's true for anything in my life these days. If it's surrounded by drama, you can count me out. I'm here to have a fucking good time. Well, I say I want to segue this into the next segment, which is what I hate about what my co-host has been doing since the last time we vlogged. And I'm going to claim that, you and your stupid band drama. Because I wanted the album. I wanted the... I wanted to hear the music. I mean, the only time I get to hear you play is this cheesy intro to our podcast. I wanted something more, and Mama's Basement Boy hey, and I you. Had, and I had a recent vlog. Creative num- Differences. I recently had vlog number 420 <clears throat> came out, and I played some music. And that was just the beginning of where I'm going to be playing a lot more music on the videos and oh, some of my own music and maybe cover songs, but probably mostly originals. So you'll get to hear plenty of not just band songs, but my own personal songs where I'm playing all the instruments and you actually get to see me playing them in video, you know, via editing, like I'm playing a one man band with actually all the parts played. So just when you do something and I think you couldn't do anything dumber, you go out and do that. And completely redeem yourself. How many? How, that's the second movie reference that. I'm, Sorry. That was uh, Dumb and Dumber, correct? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. That was Dumb and Dumber. Remember so now you've got Kung Fu Panda and Dumb and Dumber. Remember that part? I didn't. That Kung Fu Panda was actually. Kung Fu Panda was based on the Kung Fu. I, I'm much more likely to have watched like the 70s TV series Kung Fu than Kung Fu Panda. Although I do have children, so I know what you're talking about. And the tiger is kind of hot on that cartoon. If I, had a, if I had a cartoon crush today, it'd be the tiger from Kung Fu Panda. The tiger is a man. No, it's a, well, it's like a brawny chick. Oh, okay. Kind of like you. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think How about you? What do you hate about me? Bring it. Let me drink. Um, Bring it. What? Honestly, what I what I hated about you since last time was as we recorded the last podcast, I thought you were talking too much. Like I and I can see this when I when I go back and edit it, like I can see whose waveform spent more time blabbing. And I you know, I thought maybe you you was you started going off about something. I don't know what it was. It's just the whole idea between let me start over. The whole idea <laughs> to starting this podcast was just to like you know, let steam off, as you said, and just cut through any bullshit and just talk about whatever and anything. It's too and reptile, I, I guys. I felt like you were getting... Not talking about reptile. And I felt like you were getting too, like, presenty and pushy and businessy and, and talking about this and that, that it was not, like, coming from real places. Which is why I keep trying to push the mushroom thing, because that'll destroy your ego, <laughs> and you'll start talking about, like, anything and whatever and forget about the bullshit and push all that stuff aside and talk about what's real. But, but that was before I actually went back to go edit, the, you know, the pod, not edit the podcast, but put it into a form where I can upload it to the thing. And I was, I thought about this for a minute, and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have a talk with Garrett about the idea behind this podcast was because of the bullshit, and I thought you were like you were bullshitting too much. 
Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that, but 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 Viper. No, I'm still not sure. Hey, I this is my. Hold on a second. You got a lot. Peanut gallery, yeah. peanut gallery that went to sleep, that's gotten seven hours why, sleep. Why? Why are there peanut gallery's gotten more noises. sleep in one night than I've had in the entire trip so far? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was waiting for the part where you said that when you went to edit, the wavelengths were like the same, where we talked the same amount, and I was gonna say. That's my special ability to pack an ama- a massive amount of bullshit into a very short wavelength. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you know, I don't. Um, I don't know. You didn't really do anything that I actually actually hate since <laughs> since last month. <laughs> you honestly. just hated last month's podcast. Yeah, towards the end, after we finished last month's podcast, yes, I did have this this somewhat foul taste in my mouth about like. I thought we were going to do this podcast and cut through the bullshit, and I feel like Garrett was bullshitting the whole time. Man, all of us, you guys are going to have to go back and listen to this one. This might be the first full podcast. I'm going to have to go back and listen because my co-host doesn't like what I said. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't like what you said. It was like maybe I didn't like the way you were presenting it. Yeah, that's probably And true. maybe I've got this deep, some not maybe, obviously I've got this thing where I want you to try out these uh, this silence. These mushrooms. <laughs> so every time, every time I start talking, he, he's thinking in the back of his head right now. Let me translate for you guys. He would sound so much better on mushrooms right now. But, but I do realize, you know, one of the things I've realized is that just because something's working for you doesn't mean it's going to work for the rest of the world, just like Christianity. <laughs> oh, so the cow pies are your religion, eh? No, I, I'm I'm also a, a believer in the, um, the... The butt vapor? No, yeah, the butt vapor. Yeah. Is if you, if but, by butt vapor you mean the teachings of Jesus Christ. Well, that was before Jesus, but it's all right. That was Old Testament. <laughs> they, were, they were keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it real. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's what right. I want. That's my Let's keep it real. I just don't think you realize it. As much as Jesse Johnson cares about Coco Blocks to the point where he's almost kicked out of his hotel room at two in the morning because of his Coco Blocks fever, that's how much I care about all that bullshit that I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's real stuff. It's real stuff. Oh, okay. I have another segue. Hold on. I like. I'm liking my segues and my segue. Do you have a? Go ahead. Retort. Retort to what? I don't know. You look like you wanted to say something. No, I'm waiting for you to say what you're going to say. Oh, all right. Well, I was just going to jump. So into the bullshit there or whatever. Um, so the next segment we have is what have we been learning since the last podcast? So we hate we hate stuff about each other, obviously, all the time. And now we're learning things. So the biggest like kind of physical news, and this is bullshit business stuff about Superdoors, of course. But I think you listen. Brian, close your ears. Dream about mushrooms. Everybody else, check this out. We hatched freaking Karampa Island retics. I know. I watched the video. I know you did. You just already want me to say that on on a psilocybin trip. So it's more fun for you. But this is what I've been thinking about. So what you see on the things is that we hatched the, the Karampa Island, which is like first time captive bred. Big deal for me. Been trying for 14 years. And the funny thing was that Probably the most important part for those of you guys that watched the video of them hatching in the last minute, and I I was just kind of like, sorry, I'm gonna I love the fact that you had Chris there, who is a very large human, yeah, to have his hands holding them. You're welcome. <laughs> there was no forced perspective there. 
I mean, is that what you were suggesting? Yeah. I need the biggest guy possible. Well, you know, it's funny. I have Aiden holding him in, in like several videos, and I'm like, they look very normal sized. Because <laughs> Aiden's like 70 pounds. But um, no, so in the, in the very last part of the video, I, I was kind of like, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Because most people haven't heard of these things until they saw it at one of my videos or something. But for me, this has been the, the culmination of 14 years of effort, big goal, yada, yada. It was actually a major part of, you know, this year, Reach Out Reptiles turns five years old. This was a major part of like kind of the, the five year, the original five year plan was that I wanted to have have accumulated these different uh, localities of, of Superdoors. So now that I did it, I'm kind of thinking what's next. And you and I have been talking about going to these islands for a long time. And I think we mentioned, like, you know, Daniel Solis beat us to it. And I'm like, Daniel, or whatever. But in all, in all honesty, that doesn't matter because, um, I mean, Daniel it, is into Superdorves and he's doing his own thing with it. And he went for his own motives. But I have different motives. And after hatching them now, and really over the last couple of years, I've seen, like, tons of them coming out of the wild. Like, so it... It's really discouraging to think, hey, I just added 11 more of these snakes to the population. U.S., it used to be five. Now it's 16, right? It sounds huge. But then I've seen like probably 40 or 50 breedable adults removed from the viable population, which... This year? Yes. in the la Well, like in the last 12 months, I've seen like 40 to 50 adults, which on an island the size of New York Central Park, you got to think like there can't be enough to... There's going to be a massive crash. In, in natural reproduction rates, right? Like, they may not recover from that. And and people are, it's the pet trade is doing it. You know, it's a local guy that's collecting them, but the demand is for the pet trade. And the demand should never have been for wild-caught adults. That's what the captive breeding side of it is all about. You know what I mean? We're so, talking about opposite sides of the world right now. I know, and there's a there's a whole complex thing all about it, and everyone likes to say, stupid American, you're so entitled, you don't understand what's going on. But here's the deal. So we're going out there. And before this, my honest intentionality for wanting to go to that part of the world was literally just to like step on the island, breathe in the air, and feel what it's like to be a superdorf in the wild so that I can take that experience and that knowledge back to my collection so my animals can have a better life, right? That was the main goal. I want to see how they're living in the wild and help them to have a more natural existence in captivity, okay? okay. It's changed. Because since we started planning this trip, I've seen all these wild-caught ones come in. I've, I've done this, you know, so, so many people, even at the show today, like, oh, I, saw, I heard about the Karampas, congratulations, that's a monumentous thing. And I really appreciate that, and that's fantastic, and I feel amazing about it. But then when you look at it in perspective, maybe the old man, me, and the starfish situation is like, hey, it doesn't matter, because, like, I made 11 babies for U.S. pet trade. And 40 wild-caught adults are, are removed from the island. You know what I mean? So then I start thinking, like, you know, the whole thing about people always say, like, conservation through captive propagation and this, that, and the other. Are, are you thinking about taking the animals you hatch and bringing them to the island and letting them go? Is that what you're thinking right now? Ultimately, I, part of what I want to do, so these are captive-bred animals. Right. I cannot legally take them with me and drop them out there on the island. Okay. That would be cool, but... 
probably silly and irrelevant and whatever else. But the thing about it is, and you know, I who knows, maybe I'd bring some weird disease of reptile industry disease and wipe them out worse. And you know, there's so sure. much so much stuff that goes with that. But basically, I do want to take, and I've said this all along, I'd like to take a portion of the babies and get them into AZA accredited uh, places where they could actually breed them and potentially release them in the wild someday because we pet keepers, I mean, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, guys, you have a rare animal that does not help its status in the wild. Yeah, no. Right, it's- so me breeding these has zero impact on carampas. If anything, it's having the opposite effect of what I want because people are like, oh, wow, carampas, look how excited Garrett is. I want those, and the only available ones are wild-caught, so I'll buy them, right? Yeah. So that's my fear is doing that. So this is what I'm learning. I'm, I'm thinking about trying to do some kind of conservation effort where when we go there, we come up with a system by which the locals could actually make more money than what they're making. Because they're probably, I mean, they're selling them in like rice sacks to the guys that come by on a ferry every now and then for, I don't know, 20 bucks a pop or something like that, who try to get them into the right hands, who send them somewhere and they eventually get to an exporter and they send them over to Europe. And all these European guys are collecting these wild-caught things up out of the wild. Uh, so it's a, it's a local guy that's doing that. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think about like different examples of captive uh, you know, success and conservation success stories. And one that comes to mind is like alligators in the U.S. where it was actually the skin trade that saved those and the farmers. So what they would do is they would collect a clutch of eggs, and the strategy was this. The government would allow them to collect clutches of eggs from the wild, hatch them, in it, incubate them artificially, hatch them in captivity, raise the alligators up to a certain size where they were big enough to avoid most predators. You know, I think it was like two, three feet or something. And at that point, they were allowed to keep half of them and release the other half. And what they realized was like, these are silly numbers. This is totally hard to lie, but... Let's say, for example, that in the wild, 90% of baby alligators get eaten by the time they're three feet long. Well, if they let half the clutch go, 50%, instead of 10% survival, they now have a 50% survival rate to three feet long. The rest would go to a skin, and the other ones went back. And they bounce back tremendously from being an endangered species to now having the same amount of people, uh, uh, same amount of alligators in Florida as people. Right? So crazy. So what if I could take my knowledge of captive propagation of these animals, which specifically these locality animals, I mean, I think I have a, a lot of knowledge, uh, you know, in, by comparison, just because so few people work with them. But what if I could teach these guys, hey, guys, don't, you, you, like, those animals are your natural resource. Those are your golden goose. Don't cook it. You know what I'm saying? They're laying the golden eggs for you. What you need to do is protect those animals from tourists, from other people that might come. Don't let anybody touch those wild animals. Protect those things. And when they breed, what if I could teach them to do something like pull the eggs, incubate them artificially, raise the babies up for a while, re-release half of them, and take the other half and say, instead of selling you know, adults that are wild-caught, covered in ticks and haggard and, and probably not even going to survive in captivity, what if they can sell 18-month-old farm-bred, perfectly healthy animals to these people that come by? What if I can set up an Indonesian guy who's willing to pay them to finally funnel more of this money down? Because everybody hates me whenever I throw out numbers, but I'm just going to keep throwing this number out because 
money is the universal language. These animals are valuable. I believe they're anim- valuable, so I put a very valuable price tag on them. I sold them at that. So these Karampas are selling for $10,000. Tell that guy, hey, you know, you're getting 20 bucks for those. I was getting 10 grand for that, but this is what re- is required. First of all, how cool would it be if I could get GPS data where the eggs were collected, farm-bred babies that are youngsters but well-established to where they can grow up, they could re-release half the population to continue reseeding the wild. And if I'm getting 10 grand for them, they should be able to get at least, let's say 500 bucks. That would be a life-changing amount to a lot of these guys. And then the, the Indonesian broker might be able to get 1,000 bucks. And then the exporter could get 2,000 bucks. And then they could go over and eventually these farm-raised ones could come out sustainably at four to $5,000 each in time after it's developed. That might actually create a lasting source of, of variable genetics. Everyone, the funny thing with localities, nobody ever wants to believe it, and you always hear them say, whoa, it's not like we have GPS locality on it, whether it's scrub pythons, green trees, or these super dwarf localities. What if you could? What if I said, hey, by the way, there's two caves these things come from. This one has this GPS coordinate. That one has that. Write it down on the eggs when you collect them and send that information with the babies. Now we have very diverse, wild, selected genetics. No captive selection going on whatsoever. This is some next-level stuff you're talking about right now. I'm trying to, but I think it's what, I think it's what it's going to take to save these guys. Yeah. Dude, so. you got yeah, you got time. This is what I'm learning. Uh, that's that. That'll be. I'd love to watch that all happen. Well, you're supposed to, to you're supposed to videotape. Yeah, it. that's what I, I want to come <laughs> along. The video, this is all happening. Like I don't this, know. This it is, might actually take a couple trips because the first thing we have to do is establish. Like, unfortunately, I talked to Daniel. I said, "So, hey, most important thing: what language do they speak there?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know." Indonesia <laughs> is a, such a conglomerate of there's 350 languages. different languages in the one country. Yeah. So, well, so it was all they were all separate island nations of their own basically right and somebody came in and was like tribal it's all one country and yeah, then they're exactly. like no after it only happened in world war ii yeah so what i need you to do is set up and do your interviews catch them in their native tongue and then i'll take it back i'll throw it up on facebook and in some of my like indonesian things and say hey who out there can understand this all right and then those guys can be our translators next time and then we can bring it back i yeah. love this i love this yeah this is awesome like i, I part way while you were talking there I had this thought in my brain. It was bullshit. <laughs> it was like this is not a condensed waveform of whatever the hell you're trying to. Like, this. <laughs> no, but this is this is. But that's this bullshit. This, is no, but that's all, no, that's not bullshit. That's yeah. some awesome stuff right there. That's uh, that's gonna be especially for what you're talking about. People that are interested in retex and super doors. That's some. That's a game changing thing you're talking about i i want what we do with them in captivity to benefit them in the wild if we can figure out a way to get it all jive where it helps us helps them that's the equilibrium we need to strike within the pet trade to make what we do sustainable and beneficial on the planet and the fact that when you say equilibrium it's like on the other side of the world it's kind of perfect it's like the balance one side of the world other side of the world and 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 it's benefit to everybody it's not us using them or them using us. it sounds awesome man I hope we can get it. Yeah, I, I I'd be honored to go along and and document or record the people talking and make that happen. Yeah, that sounds awesome. What? We're, no, we're not rapping. We're only fifty five minutes. We don't have. Hey, 
<laughs> no, no, that he, is the he tried to bullshit real hard. Jesse's, try, Jesse's trying to get us to stand up and go to the ox right now. We're only at 55 minutes on this podcast. We hey need guys. to go at least one hour. Hold on, hold on. There's Wait. no rush to get to the ox. I have an right equilibrium. Now. I have an equilibrium uh, compromise that could benefit. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, shut up. We've been shutting up for the last like 15 minutes no, while no, you bullshitted so, yeah. about Superdwarf. Okay, this is not Superdwarf. This is this is me cutting the podcast. Ready? I have a okay. I have a thing. So Jesse is going to make our next podcast better by being the drink sponsor, and he's going to be the most generous drink sponsor that we've ever had. He's going to beat Rami's $300 bottle of scotch, and in turn, we are going to cut this one slightly short. We love you guys. I'm going to let Brian close up with his final thoughts, and Jesse's going to make the next one better because we'll be so drunk on this delicious wine. Not that this stuff from Scott wasn't awesome. This is delicious, by the way. I do it, enjoy this whiskey. It's really good. Fantastic. It doesn't taste like Jack Daniels. So no, it does it's not. It's Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select. So anyways, but oh, he's- my uncle poured me some of this the other day while I was on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so Brian's going to wrap it up, and Jesse's going to buy us something more expensive than 300 bucks a bottle. Hey, if we're cutting the podcast, okay, if we're cutting the podcast short to get to the U.S. Arc auction, which is an equally good cause to your Super Dwarf Island idea, and Jesse's going to fund that by sponsoring, be, by being the king of sponsorship when it comes to the drink Take that crown sponsors. from Romney with the McAllen 18. As long as you get your cocoa blocks. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> this is sponsorship infiltrating the... And I'm not talking drink sponsorship. I, this is bullshit. <laughs> then... In a very short wavelength. Then then I'm, I guess I'm okay with uh, cutting it shorter than an hour. I mean, if we're going to get a $500 bottle of scotch in here... Well, I'm okay with that. Oh, you, no, you're not going to win a $500 No, because that's going to actually be $40 There's, of scotch. No, no, no. I'm not talking about a $500 bottle of scotch because you paid $500 for, for a $40 bottle. Mm, I'm no, talking about no. a $500 bottle of scotch as it costs from Scotland. That's it. That's it. I w Jesse's going to fly to Scotland and get us a bottle. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Searchable as Reptiles. This is Garrett Hartle from Reach Out Reptiles. I love you guys. But not as much as me. But no one knows who that is, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm.